The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. And I want to tell you, I'm in a school, the story goes back about 10 years ago. I'm not going to mention the name of the school, you'll soon hear why. And the most difficult kids to tell a story to is 6th, 7th, 8th graders. Older people are stuck. You're stuck, you're a captive audience, you're stuck, what are you going to say? You know what I mean? You're bored, you look at your watch, you look at your phone, you'll walk out. What are you going to do? Kids, they'll start throwing things, they'll start, it's, it's yumptive. Especially in New York, out of town, they give you five minutes before they start. Here it's right, we got to catch them. Right? So I walk in, I used to give a shir in Washington Heights, it was a tiree heat. He used to say, start, start, it's 9.32, start. And I would start, and then he would say, he would fall asleep. And I was like, okay, and then I would finish off, Hashem should help him, would pop up. I said, you have Ruch HaKadosh, how do you know when to wake up? He says, I shouldn't feel bad. He used to do it to Rav Schwab, Zechot Sadiq of Racha Oso. I said, what did Rav Schwab say? He said, Rav Schwab told me it's a big covet when people fall asleep during the Shia. And he said, why? So he tells me because, it says in the Rechaim HaKadosh, when a person sleeps, his neshama goes up to Shemayim. So imagine in Shemayim, neshama comes in, where are you from? Rav Schwab Shia, very nice. Two seconds later, another neshama, where are you? Also from Rav Schwab Shia. All of a sudden, neshama is coming in from all over the place. How many people have I this year? Oh, wow. It's... Okay. So I'm in a place, there's about 500 6th, 7th, 8th graders, a bunch of parallels, big schools, and the Menahel and the Rebellion all pack out to the Rebbe's room, probably to discuss speaking Yom Echinach, and they left me alone with all these kids. The problem with a 6th, 7th, 8th grader is, so little kids will laugh at a story, older ones, they will like, humor is very tough. Because if it doesn't, they don't like laughing. It doesn't pass for them to laugh. I can't explain it. So you got, you got to like, and the worst thing they could do to you is, which I've been there, is when they start this like sarcastic laugh. <laughs> you funny. Yeah. You know, so you may think that, but you won't say it. They will. And worse than that is when the whole class starts doing it. They start laughing, but they're not really laughing. They're making fun of you. This time it spread like I don't want to say what. The old 500 kids were doing it to me. Every time I tried a little bit of humor, they go. So I, I stripped all the humor from the story, but that didn't help. Every time I started talking, they started this, like, you know, sadistic laughter. And I said, I've had it. I've had it. I'm getting out of here. I'm finished. I'm too old. It's not fair. The kids stay the same age. I'm getting older. I really, I would have just said, you're all a bunch of mechatzafim. And I would have walked out. The problem was, there was nobody there. And I couldn't leave them alone. I also knew what's going to happen is that the kid, that they're going to go, whoa, whoa, I know. So I was really furious. I said, I'm finished, I'm done for, I'm, I can't go, this, this, this is insane. I can't do this anymore, why should I do this? Why should I make a fool out of myself? Who appreciates it? And all of a sudden I stop for a second, and it says, Bechol Yoim Baskel comes out of Har Chayrev. And a Baskel says, do tshuva! And every day we hear the Baskel says it tells us. My father used to show it to me all the time. You hear it in different ways. We get a little scared, there's a flash of worry in our minds. That's the Baskel. So the Baskel said to me like this, Shechter. I guess the pastor calls you by your last name, because that's how I heard it. He says, Shachti, you're angry at these kids, right? You're angry at the Manal, you're angry at everyone, right? The only one you're not angry, right? It's everyone's fault except you. Me? What did I do wrong? I'm saying to the Basco. He says, maybe Hashem wants something from you. Acher is sitting on a donkey on Shabbos. Remeir is walking after him. And, he, and he, Acher says, and he's asking him, Shilas, and Acher says to Remeir, stop, it's the Tchum. He says, Rebbe, what about you? Why are you riding a donkey on Shabbos? He says to him, I heard a baskel that said, Shuvu bonim shayvavim, anyone can do tshuva chutz me'achem. It's heard from a man of and he said to one of the chassidish asvarim, anyone can do tshuva except for someone who blames his problems on someone else. 
you take the responsibility, Hashem will let you in. It's not a problem. So I said, okay, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. So I said, you know what, maybe Hashem wants me to do something different. And I said, maybe Hashem wants me to tell a different story. So I stopped, and I started a story only because I heard it that day. That's the only reason I said it. It had no connection whatsoever. It was a story I heard from Yaakov Meir Shechter, as you know, when he was a chassan, famous story, they told him, your wife cracked. She's not okay. He said he's not breaking the shidduch not to embarrass her. They said, you're going to suffer the rest of your life. He said, better than a person throw himself into a fiery furnace and don't embarrass someone berabim. And he was in a fiery furnace. She deteriorated to the point where it was not uncommon for her literally to throw plates at him in front of people. But she got angry. His children aren't well. And he said he never regretted once his decision. Because if you go into a fiery furnace, that's what's supposed to happen. So Rabbi Yakame had a daughter who was not well. Very smart, but not well. Not... Not, not the ice, not physically and not emotionally. And every every Rishkaida she would take her up to Ramat Shloim a little bit uh, in a wheelchair, she was in a wheelchair she was a lot of pain, the ear out and once she turned around to him she said Tata do asmach leave, Father do you love me? I said of course I love you you're my daughter if I ask you to do something will you do it for me? if I can I will and push me off the cliff. I don't want to live anymore. I'm in pain. I don't want to live anymore. Push me off the cliff. He said, I can't do that. So you don't love me. He said, Rabbanishan, help me on this one. And just then someone came by and he dropped the cigarette box and he picked up the cigarette and he said to her, you see the little fire, the cigarette? She said, yeah. See the sun? She goes, I can't even look at the sun. He says, I love you with my whole heart. And I would do it. I would push you off because you want me to do it. But my heart is as big as this cigarette butt. And Hashem, Hashem's love to you is like the sun. So if Hashem's love to you is so much trillion times greater and He wants you to live, I can't mix into His love. She said, okay, I got it. She went, I don't know why, what got into me, but that's the story I said to them. It was quiet, totally quiet. The Menahel walked back in. He got the tail end of this story and he says to me, you think that was an appropriate story for a sixth grade? I said, for your sixth grade, yes. I never explained. I just walked off. That night I got a call. Of course, I am not using real names. Mr. Friedman or whatever. Yeah, hello? He says to me, you said a story there and there? I said, yeah. He says to me, I, I, he was gonna, he's going to tell me how dear you say such a story to kids. I, I really, everything it says in the Zosh Yisharm, about not answering back, I was going to blow it. I was going to tell him, you're a, your son is a machutzev, ben machutzev, ben machutzev, you're from the Erev Rav. I was like, really? I was, I was all... He tells me, I want to thank you. He says, you want to thank me? That's the my love talking and not texting. You have a second to stop what you wanted to say. He says to me, they have a child that's very sick. And this child is in therapy. He's not opening up at all. Really hurts him to see his sibling in pain. Today, he's told the therapist the story, and he asked if Hashem also loves his sibling as much, and they worked it out together. There are things that we don't understand. He says, I want to thank you, but I want to ask you something. How did you know to say the story? Did someone tip you off? So I said, you know, it comes with experience. You know, <laughs> and I said to myself, just imagine, just imagine, okay, if after... 120, I would say, I'm waiting for the day. Those kids are going to fry for what they did to me and they embarrassed me. And I'm going to get up and them and now for leaving. And they're a for walking out. 
the bushes that I went through on that day, and they're going to tell me, why, why did you walk out? When I walked out, when are they getting, they're not getting punished. Why did you walk out? What was I supposed to do? Think. Shem wants us to change, not to blame others. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.